Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Menopause Matters. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, the menopause guru. And today I have with me Ingrid Dick. Ingrid is a dynamic and inspirational coach, author, speaker, and health commentator who helps women with metabolic and systemic inflammatory conditions, especially type 2 diabetes, to reverse their disease and work towards living a life free of medications and debilitating systems. Symptoms. <laughs> Ingrid's coaching, trainings, and group programs focus on an integrative and holistic approach to healing through nutrition and lifestyle. After overcoming and reversing her own life-threatening metabolic and inflammatory conditions, including a rare type of autoimmune disease, inflammatory bowel disease, type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance, Ingrid has an intimate understanding of the challenges women face when trying to gain control of their health. Ingrid, so thank you for joining me today to talk about metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, and that whole host of autoimmune disorders that can arise as so often we see for, for menopausal women in particular, and in perimenopause, we see this insulin resistance starting. I've talked about it before mm -hmm. here, but today let's dive deep into it. So first of all, you talk, you talk in, in your bio, a little bit about your own particular story yeah. and how it, um, how it has influenced what you do. Anything else you want to add to that uh, specifically about your story? Absolutely. It's looking back now, mm -hmm. I can, I can really see how intertwined perimenopause was and that I believe like so many women and particularly a lot of the women that I work with, are really unaware that this is what's going on and that it's all tied together and, and that we really need to look at the body as a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, we go from doctor to doctor who treats one thing. We've got an endocrine doctor. We've got a, a rheumatologist. We've got a gynecologist. We've got all of these different doctors, a cardiologist. I had a gastroenterologist. At one point, I had a list of different doctors as long as my arm. Right, And I used to brag about how, oh, I collect doctors. How fun is this? I was like a human <laughs> pincushion, human pincushion being 
poked and prodded and labs and colonoscopies and all the rest of it. It was just overwhelming. And, and looking back now, I can see the piece that was missing for me personally, and the piece that I'm now starting to become aware of with my clients is that perimenopause, menopause component, Absolutely. that it kind of gets swept under the rug because it is, it is a metabolic condition. You know, yeah, it is. let's get to those doctors a little bit. So mm -hmm. one of the things I talk about all the time with my clients is that when we go to our uh, gynecologist, our gynecologist mm -hmm. may, especially if they are primarily a uh, obstetrician and, mm -hmm. and or cancer doctor, Right. They may have had one class, one semester on menopause. Right. We go to our GP, our primary care, mm -hmm. and they may have had two or three lectures on menopause, 10 hours of talk. Mm -hmm. And they have had zillions of hours on other things on as other well. Things. If you go to a specialist, mm -hmm. your cardiologist, oh. your endocrinologist, Mm -hmm. your rheumatologist, your gastro person, they have had, if they were lucky and weren't absent that day, one class, one lecture on menopause, one mm -hmm. to three hours. And it primarily centered on what was happening in the ovaries. Right. Not holistically. Or not not whether you were ovulating or not. And they don't understand that estrogen interacts with all these other hormones and with every cell in your body. So when you go from doctor to doctor, they don't even ask. No, no. And, and it's just not in their, that, that's not their training. Like you said, it's not in their wheelhouse. Doctors, and I'm not slamming doctors because I've had some amazing doctors and I would not be here today. I would be dead had it not been for Western medicine and, and pharmaceutical Absolutely. intervention, that being said, but they're, they're trained to diagnose and to prescribe and or cut you open and take pieces of you out, which again, I'm not knocking it. It is absolutely necessary for many, many, many people. But the piece that's missing is they're so myopic. It's this is, this is all they know and they're not really interested in looking at the body, they're just interested in the heart or the uterus or the brain or whatever it is is their their organ or body part of specialty. Um, and and you mentioned how you know when in their training they really get very little in in menopause. Well, they get even less in nutrition, and and nutrition is <laughs> is key. It's all tied in the nutrition and the balancing of the hormones and the sleep. It's all we need to start really moving towards treating the body as a whole because one system and one organ affects the other. And, and this is just so incredibly frustrating for me. I went to my gastroenterologist who I adore. I love him. He saved my life. There's no question. Mm -hmm. But I asked him when I achieved remission, well, what should I eat? And he said, anything you can tolerate. And I'm like, hmm, but how hmm. do I know what I can tolerate? How do I know? Right. Because we get, it creeps in, it creeps in just like the menopause symptoms that the, they creep in. It's like, oh, I toss and turn one night and then I get a little bit sweaty another time. And then I find I'm, I'm like crying. I'm like, I'm at the stoplights and I'm like, why the heck am I crying? What is wrong with me? 
And then it all ties into the the gas and the bloating and the constipation and the diarrhea and the migraines and all the stuff. And it's like they're all so tied together that you need to address it at the root of the problem, not just prescribe the, the drugs. And honestly, I, I I was like, I went to my my OBGYN who I love. He delivered my babies. I love him. And he said, Well, do you want to try do you do you want to try? He gave me options. He said, Do you want to try? the bioidenticals because that's what he recommended. And I'm like, you know what? It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. It's kind of not where my brain goes these days, but I thought, yeah, I'll try it. I tried it for a month and I felt like garbage. I actually felt worse. I felt worse. And I'm like, you know what? This is just not for me. I tried it. So at least I know I tried Mm it. Um, But again, I was dealing with all the other metabolic issues that we didn't even talk about metabolic issues you know, like all the other hormones, it was just focused on the estrogen. And he's like, oh, well, well, but Ingrid, your estrogen a year ago was like your hormones were that of a teenager. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, I'm in menopause. He's like, okay, let's run the labs. And of course it was like my estrogen went from 200 and something down to single digits. And he's like, yeah, Ingrid, you're in menopause. And I'm like, "Mm, Captain Obvious. Um, But they don't talk about how to address your metabolism at the root cause, how to address it, how to, the, 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 the fix, if you like, is nutrition and your gut and you've got and to your, treat it all as one. And how to get to the root of the problem. And how you sleep and how you stress. Exactly. But, uh, one of the things that I, I talk about all the time is women rely on their doctors to mm-hmm diagnose menopause well menopause is something that just perimenopause especially happens over a long period of time Mm -hmm. and you could have been in perimenopause the year before but just happened to be ovulating on a regular schedule when that blood work was done that time and there was no rhyme nor reason he just drew the blood he didn't even say come in on the fifth day of your cycle or whatever it is I, well and i a- didn't have cycles i mean that's yeah. the thing i didn't I, I hadn't had regular cycles um for for a very long time because uh my periods were so heavy it was like niagara bloody falls it was just like horrific and so and this is when my son was about about two years old and um, so I opted for the endometrial ablation, which yeah. was absolutely fantastic. It was freeing. I don't have to deal with that crap anymore because I'm done having babies. I'm good. I had my tubes tied. So I'm like, I'm taking right. control of birth control. I don't want to have any. I got pregnant just by using my my husband's toothbrush. You know, it's like <laughs> I was one of the lucky ones. I'm like, damn. And I'm like, well, that's it. <laughs> I felt very fortunate because I have so many friends who are dealing with infertility um, and really struggling. So I'm like, well, I was kind of lucky. And so I, I went that path. So it was really difficult for me to gauge where I was because I simply didn't have you didn't cycles. Have... I have some breakthrough bleeding, just some crud coming out and that was about it. But um, yeah, you really... were having yeah. the, the interesting yeah. part with an ablation is you are having cycles and you are, your like estrogens, you're, ov- you're ovulating, your estrogen and your progesterone are going up and down. But unless you are one of the women who feels their ovulation and there are women who mm-hmm. do that. Yep, I would feel it. Um, you may not have not had any idea when you were actually having a cycle. And so mm-hmm. you're where you were in your cycle, whether you were ovulating. And so your doctor had no way of 
telling when to when to draw blood. Exactly. And so he's seeing this estrogen level and says, perfectly fine. And then a few months later, you might go through three or four cycles without ovulation. And it right. tanks. And it doesn't. I mean, and it's interesting what you said about knowing when you ovulate. When I was younger, I could definitely feel it. I could mm -hmm. definitely feel that stab, stab, stab. And it's like, oh, dear God, what is this? It's crippling. Um, and then later, as I had developed some um, quite substantial ovarian cysts, which I know is very common. common. It's very, very common. common. Um, and I think tied into metabolism as well and hormone you know, influxes in your hormones and everything. But I could tell because the, the sludge and the crud would come out and I'm like, oh, I think it's, I think it's busted. Yeah. I think I've had a busted, you know, um, cyst, busted which is cyst. like, okay, well, here it is. And so it's, it's really interesting. We've talked about this before, but yeah. there's just, there's, there's, it's like, there's pieces of the puzzle that are missing and that are just not talked about. I mean, it's like menopause. We kind of make jokes about it. You know, we do, oh, I'm losing my mind. It's like, you know, it's, it's my daughter talked to refers to it as reverse puberty. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, oh, and she's like PMSing and going through puberty. And I'm like losing my mind because I'm like going through perimenopause. And I didn't just didn't know what it was. I thought it was just the stress of life, the stress of being a mom and a wife and doing all the things. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously stress is a factor in metabolic disease, in menopause, all of the things. Absolutely. It's We live such stressful, toxic lives. So you let's get put the pieces of the puzzle together. So let's get to metabolic syndrome because mm -hmm. we want to, we want to give our listeners yeah. some chance some to hear this metabolic and, info. So what we we throw these words out mm -hmm. insulin resistance mm -hmm. metabolic syndrome mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes tell me a little bit about what those terms mean in terms of what's going on in your body with insulin with insulin so insulin is the master hormone it is the master hormone and when it comes to any kind of metabolic disease and, and metabolism um, is is essentially how your body mm, processes fuel mm -hmm. to turn into energy mm -hmm. to distribute to all parts of your body mm -hmm. so that you can have the energy to get up in the morning and, and live your life and do all the things you need to do. Not to mention heal yourself, exactly. you know, bones, bones break, they need to be healed. Be healed. Your even your organs are totally mm -hmm. are functioning constantly and exactly. they are dependent on this metabolic process. Exactly. So just, Particularly just the not... liver. The liver is my favorite organ. The liver <laughs> is a magical organ that basically the dishwasher of your body to clean out all the crud. Um, and it's, it's amazing um, because I was in fact diagnosed with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is ragingly like rampant and goes hand in hand with metabolic disease. Um, and it's amazing how it can be reversed. It's all completely, you know, like completely within normal range. There's no sign of any, any disease. So when your metabolism, we say, oh, my metabolism is slow, you know, it is all, it goes back to, again, how we are able to digest food and process that food to turn into to energy mm -hmm. to so that we can can live our lives. Um, and the root cause of that is in the gut. 
and it's tied into autoimmune conditions um, and also other metabolic diseases like type 2 diabetes, which is when you have way too much sugar in your body um, and it gets to the point where, you know, you've you've got the the sugar trying to get into your cells, but they're already full. The cells open up and they take the sugar and then they close their doors. And that's how we have energy to, to live our lives. But when you have so much sugar in your blood, then your pancreas keeps producing more and more insulin, right? Because mm -hmm. every time you eat something and, you know, especially if you eat a carbohydrate, protein, um, when you eat these foods, your pancreas is automatically going to shoot out insulin. And depending on how much sugar you're consuming, then you're going to produce more and more insulin, the more and more sugar you consume. So it gets to the point where the cells are like, no, we're full. We're full. We're good. There's no room at the end. We're good. And, and so where, where does it all go? Where you just build up more and more sugar in your blood and you produce more and more insulin and insulin resistance is what happens when your, your cells are locked. They lock the door. Mm -hmm. So your cells are now resistant. And what right? cells because are still, uh, with, what cells still have their doors wide open? Let me just ask it that way. Well, yeah. The I mean, fat and, cells, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The fat cells are never closed. They're, they are always open for business. It's like the 24-7 diner. And they will open up another branch just as fast as they, they exactly. can. Exactly. And we all know where that branch is. It's around the belly. And it's, it's so frustrating um, because we're, we're balancing a, a, a decline in our sex hormones as we hit perimenopause. And we have, we're dealing with all these symptoms, the, the mood swings and the irritability and just, it's like, oh, the kids are driving us crazy and we just don't want to even look at our spouses. It's like, just don't touch me. Don't, don't breathe. Just don't breathe because I'm going <laughs> to, I don't want to smother you with a pillow, <laughs> everything. And so, you know, we're, we're already dealing with too much sugar because, you know, the standard American diet is high in processed carbohydrates, manufactured foods, food. It's not even food. It's just ingredients packaged in a box and we eat it because we've been told you need to eat carbohydrates. And, and that's just adding fuel to the fire. You've got all these things going on. And it's no wonder that our symptoms of menopause are exacerbated and we don't even know what it is. We just think we're losing our minds. And there's so much more metabolic disease. We are just fueling the fire by eating more and more sugary, you know, high, highly processed foods. That is the standard American diet. I call it sad diet. Yeah. It's just exacerbating everything. So you've got perimenopause, menopause, throw all this sugar um, and terrible diet into the mix. Our blood sugar goes up. We develop early, you know, um, metabolic disease, which is in the gut, your digestion is crap. It really is. I have women come and say, oh, I'm constipated. I have diarrhea. There's all of these things. I, my joints hurt. My gums are bleeding. My hair is falling out. So many women in their forties are diagnosed with thyroid disease, with MS, with all these really, you know, um, a scary autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm that are becoming more common because of the lives we we lead the food that we eat 
that all the screen time, all the electronics, all the distractions, the just the stress of modern living. Our lives are not that of our grandmothers no. at all. And so it's just a big hodgepodge melting pot of of so many different things that we're dealing with. Um, it it's it's really no wonder that that women our age are really struggling mm-hmm. to figure out what is wrong with us. So you talk about dealing with this in a holistic yes viewpoint. Can you like encapsulate what's the program? How do you fix this? So the the way the way I work and the way I've been trained is there's there's kind of it's there's two sides of this. You have your primary foods and you have your secondary foods. Okay. Look at food as as not just what you eat. That's actually the secondary food is the food that that you eat, that you mm-hmm. fuel your body with. The primary foods is all the other things. It's it's your your fitness, your environment, your relationships. It's your spirituality. It's your community. It's your education. Mm. It's it's your hobbies. It's all. It's your finances. Finance stress is a big one. Um, it's it, all of the different aspects. It's your family. It's all of these different aspects of your life that you need to address. Because if you have an imbalance in one area, if you just like hate your job. Oh, hate my job, but I'm stuck. It's the golden handcuffs because you, you don't want to give up your benefits. You don't want to give up your, you know, here in Silicon Valley, you don't want to give up those stock options. I mean, you're, 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 you're a prisoner. Yes. Right. And so these are the things that we really need to address at the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And once you identify what you're spending way too much time and energy on that doesn't really serve you and you realize there are other parts of your life that you've completely neglected and you recognize those imbalances, once you kind of get a handle on that and accept that, guess what? I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm in charge. I can make that decision whether to change my my nutrition, whether to, you know, take up some Pilates classes. Oh my gosh, I was just like really huge on Pilates. Whether to get counseling with your relationship to, you know, whatever it is that you need, that's where you start because it doesn't matter how clean your diet is, what protocol you follow. It doesn't matter how many, you know, hours you spend on the treadmill or on the Pilates reformer, if you don't address all these other issues in your life. And it's like I have women who are like, but I run marathons or or whatever it is they do. You cannot exercise your way out of bad nutrition. And until you understand the role that nutrition plays in hormones, particularly with insulin, the master hormone, and how how to really dial down the cortisol. And we've talked about cortisol before, the stress hormone, the major fat hormone, until you learn to sort of mitigate all that through nutrition and mindset and all of the other primary food areas, you're going to be the hamster in the wheel. You're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I thought I was getting dementia. Yeah. And I didn't realize the, the extent of like how the gut plays such an important role. I mean, you know, the majority of of your immune system is is in the gut. We've got yeah. to address that. It's you've got to get to the root of the problem. 
to deal with the whole picture. Thank you so much, Ingrid. So there's there's a lot of synergy between the way you work and the way I work. I Absolutely. know that we've got a lot of conversations ahead of us together. I think we'll be probably talking again very soon. soon. And Ingrid has just started a podcast releasing in the next few weeks. Ingrid, where is your podcast? What is the name of your podcast mm -hmm. so that listeners can find you when you drop when are you dropping your first episodes it's in, it's in production now so uh -huh. within the next few weeks fingers crossed we can get all my techie stuff i'm brand new to the world of podcasting and i am already hooked and I'm already and hooked. for those of you who know a little bit about my journey ingrid is also working with my mentor so yes. i know her her podcast will drop really soon the name of it's it on, yeah it is called the holistic health coach and I'm your host, Coach Ingrid Uncensored. That is where my health commentary, my health commentator comes in. I just want to blow the lid off <laughs> the misinformation, the misinformation that, that that is out there. It's so confusing to know what to eat, what's going on. Is it is it menopause? Is it metabolic? Is it like what it, what it, I'm going crazy. I want to blow the lid off the lies, the misinformation, the corruption that is terrific. Our lives, it's just it rules our lives. So the Holistic Health Coach, it's going to drop on iTunes um, and then on other platforms. Yes, but so you I can will... find it at Apple yep. podca podcasts.apple.com exactly. in the next couple of weeks. Um, I will be sure to put it out on my, my Thank Facebook you. pages that it has dropped. It and has dropped. I have, uh, we have recorded a podcast episode. Ingrid, is there some place that listeners can go, a website or a yes. Facebook page? I, yes, I have a website, which is greengoddess.guru. My business is Green Goddess Health Coaching. That's like, I love green. Eat <laughs> green food, eat green food. Let's make sure our food is sustainable to the planet. Um, that's my my green woo-woo. Um, Greengoddess.guru. And I am going to be um, have some openings for one-on-one for -on -one coaching, but I'm also starting starting up some group programs. I do have a free Facebook community for those people who are really interested in nutrition and learning how to uh, make their favorite recipes healthier and more conducive to reducing inflammation. And the um, name of that the group cut. is... It is called, right now it is called Keto Like a Dick. And uh, because <laughs> I'm Ingrid Dick, Keto Like a Dick, and don't be put off by the name. Again, there's a lot of information about that particular protocol. Really, it's all about eating single ingredient foods, Wonderful. steering away from the processed foods, eating food as close to how it came out of mother nature as possible and that, and eliminating sugar. That's really, it's it's sugar. We, we've got to get rid of the sugar. Carbs are my friend's particularly green carbs. I'm not villain. <laughs> they're Vilifying not villains, carbs, yeah. but it's just the sugar and the processed food. So that's a really fun community. Um, and it's just there for support and information. That is wonderful. All that information will be in the show notes. And Ingrid, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you, John. I'm really excited to have connected with you through, um, through what we've been talking about and i think there's plenty that we need to talk about absolutely all our audiences we and need many, to continue to, to to demystify the information that has been around for decades that is incorrect it's incorrect yeah. let's there's get it right just, 
There's just so much bad information about both of these topics. Thanks so much. I appreciate your call. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Jean. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you. 